Boom. We're back on. Uh, so you were saying that Danny brought us, brought all of you uh, together. It was uh, that this sense of belonging, this tribe. But obviously, it's not for everybody. And you had yeah. some, you had some I people. The others can learn, right? I'm sorry. Am I cutting you off, or were you teeing me up there? No, no, I was teeing you. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, yeah. So the you know you know some people will benefit from that, and you know sometimes I I almost feel guilty that I don't give as much, like in terms of like back in the old days of of sharing on online forums and writing articles. I wrote long time. I wrote articles at Search Engine Watch, and then I wrote them some other places. And, and, but frankly, um, it's, it's partially because I just ran out and you and I talked about that, right? Where it, it's just hard to keep writing. Uh, but I think that there's other ways to give back now. And, and to me, that's those conferences, right? And people pay for that and people get value from it. I don't get paid to speak at conferences. And so therefore that's sort of my giving back mm -hmm. in a way, right? And then participating in online stuff too, uh, is sort of where I am now, but that's, you know, that's 20 years or 15 years later, you could say 16 years later since I entered sort of the public SEO. Mm. 20 years. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really yeah. it's 2000, old, 2020. Old, yeah. Old, uh, okay. Let me, let, let, let me tell me the truth, please, Chris, because I quit public free public speaking a while ago because I live in the middle of the mountain and it would take me two and a half hours to go to the airport and then uh, and we didn't have this type of tools back then um, to share and to put your voice out there even five years ago doing a webinar was very painful uh, but how much is just getting back with the crew having a good time after the event or before the night before and how much is about the talk itself and sharing knowledge how much does that well, there's an old saying that you don't really learn anything until after midnight right <laughs> <laughs> and and there matt cuts obviously everyone knows who he is we laughed because he was one of the guys who would come around and and i had his email and I would call it my mad cut silver bullet because I could email him like once or twice a year. I never did it more because he would always answer me and he would answer me directly about a problem. Right. But he would hang around. Is that, is that that email Coke, that, that started with Diet Coke, you know, and then at midnight is when he would start learning all this shit too. You know, like. the, the email you have, is it the one that starts with silicone something? No, it's literally Matt at Google.com. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I've, it's his private uh, Gmail account. Okay. The, oh, yeah, the, the, um, that's also one of my big uh, big point about those huge SEO events. Even with people, um, especially for people who attend these events, couple of days, uh, transportation while you are doing that you are not doing something else when today I'm more in, into the local SEO event you know e even bringing big international big speakers but staying local one day not uh, so people can come by car and it's a, because it's about networking more than the talks and, and um, so yeah that's kind of my uh, 
my move right now in the in the mindset of SEO events, but the big uh, the Brighton SEO in England or, or all all the ones you have in uh in the USA, it's still like the big um it's like Mecca, you know, once a year everybody mm -hmm. gathers. More and, than once, right? And I'm I'm in the woods a little bit myself. I mean, granted, I'm two hours from New York, Boston, or Montreal, so it's not that like I'm that far. But oh, F Y uh, F Y Hi, Chris lives where I uh, went to college. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, upstate New York. Ah, yeah, yeah. okay. so. uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so. The point is that um, I like to see my friends, right? And that's mm -hmm. uh, these are people that I've been speaking at conferences with for 15 years now. Sure. And and the added layer is that for six years I'm on my own business, so I don't have I don't walk in and say, "Hey, Julie, hey, Bob, hey, whatever," every day, right? And my, it's like to me, it's sanity a little bit, right? And so with this whole COVID thing. Uh, it's been useful. We've had a couple, you know, the, the Corona pub and stuff like that, where it's been, you know, nice to stay in touch with some people, but it's frankly getting freaking frustrating because, you know, I like to, to have some people time and these are long, long time friends. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we might not even talk business the whole time. Uh, you know, uh, some of my friends that I hang out with a, a long amount of time at, at the event, but that's because, that's part of, you know, the ability to to mm. get out there and you're among people that have the same problems as you, like especially other fellow consultants or business owners, you know, it's easy to bitch about something like a Google rep calling your client or something like that, right? Uh, to, to someone over a steak and, and three shots of tequila. Uh, and <laughs> that's just, you know, how it is, I think. Uh, what we started doing last week was the... Um... 1.30 to 2. Just a quick... Uh, but the problem is, if I'm not doing it, they are not doing it. <laughs> I have to launch it. I have to initiate the move, like like the, the poker, right? And uh, uh, so, so sometimes it's just an idea, but it's about doing. And what we do is um, it will start to be a habit, hopefully every day, where between uh, for half an hour, we just say hi and hey, what's up? And if some carry on the conversation and if you have to go back to work, you go back to work, do whatever you want. Uh, but you are right. This uh, The Corona pub was a delight. I suck at quizzes. You guys are too good. So it was... I stopped attending the quizzes and like, I started coming in later on. <laughs> uh, but you're right about the, um, the old school, because it comes from the early days of this bond uh, and uh, the, this virtual world is uh, incapable of f fixing or replacing the need to see each other and, yeah. and and have a beer or more. Uh, Another old school guy, Lauren Baker, he found a search engine journal, which he ultimately sold to someone else. But he was always a good friend of mine uh, because we shared a bond of he was from Baltimore area and I was kind of from the D.C. area. And uh, he's a Ravens fan and my son's a Ravens fan. So we, we've kept we've kept our friendship. But recently, you know, his father passed. And, and this is something where. It's a five and a half hour drive. He had to fly across the country 
but because of what's going on right now, I couldn't even go down and attend, you know, his father's funeral, which is a real bummer, right? And and but those are the kinds of things that we can stand together as an industry and do uh, with with longtime friends in the industry. Uh, and it's not something you know that you would just go to anyone's. Uh, uh, funeral or something like that, but the, you know it hits harder when you have to miss something like that, you know, because of the regulations and 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 the risks obviously associated with it. Yeah, of course. Uh, but the spirit, the mindset of a SEO, especially one who started in 2000 and who is still standing strong in 2020, a virus won't stop you a nuclear war won't stop you okay you will figure it out always that's what makes what i try to deconstruct um, and to show to people listening to us is how do you acquire this mindset that makes you invincible that makes you adapt because in our industry if you don't adapt you die, you disappear, you are gone. And it's a split of a second. Uh, if you you acquire it by moving something from number 10 page for auto insurance to number one or two, right? You know, you keep doing that, you get pretty uh, confident, right? <laughs> of course. And you have to, uh, it's, a, it's a thin line. And we were talking off uh, before about my, my, the way I um, communicate in French with my community where it's a lot more punchy a lot uh, borderline trolling and very different style uh, because also um, I'm aware I need I know how to adapt to different cultures and if you do an international 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 SEO the most difficult is adapting to this culture so the way I'm I will I communicate on SEO conspiracy is different than the way I communicate in French it's part of the job it's how uh, the word the word instinct is um it's engraved into your, into your dna so so it's not the proper word i don't even know the, what word to use maybe reflect no i don't know but but it, it's just um it it's a mindset works, right? you know it's a mindset you you uh you figure it out there's always a way there's always a way you need to adapt if you started in 2000 and first if you survived uh, florida you're, you're already pretty good if you and then if you survived panda penguin and all the ones in between and, and after uh, coming from the dark side of the force i mean the penalty blacklisting you really think that i care about a penalty or, or even if you blacklist my domain it's just part of the part of the deal if you are aggressive if you uh, if you play with fire, don't don't complain if you if you get burned, right? <laughs> um, it's funny you say that because to me that was one of the fallback points to standards mm -hmm. is that we create an approved and, and known list of tactics and a, and a degree of risk, right? And so <clears throat> if people that want to write down everything from you know injecting code to getting a link from the Pope because you're so awesome, uh, you know, and, and, and saying what it is and why it's valuable and what the risk is, right? 
And to me, just that alone would be useful for marketers that are very smart people, but just don't understand search and don't understand. They want to get ahead. They want their business to succeed. And they've got these guys that are pitching them different methodologies or whatever. And they don't know. Uh, are these guys even saying any of these things and so forth? So to me, I think that would be a great first step towards a standards type of thing is to just list out what the tactics are in a neutral manner and say, this is risky as fuck. You know, you might lose your sight. Uh, or this is not risky. If you can do this, you're going to win marketer of the year award, right? Uh, those are, to me, if we could create a list like that, that's very useful uh, for the industry, but not only for the industry, for other marketers, they still look at us as as we're smoking mirrors, right? And and rightfully so, because a lot of fucking bullshit artists exist in SEO, right? So that's let me play devil's advocate here, because one single person changed my mind on the whole thing, and it's recorded. It's not published yet, but we did a, a podcast with Judith Lewis about the standards. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about Sempo, but very briefly because she she has, doesn't has she doesn't have your experience in the in the matter. So we will do a also Chris Boggs on standards uh, podcast. But Christine Schesinger has a point, and I was definitely I separated with SEO Comp or SEO Compass the the big SEO organization, association, and big SEO event in France because they, I was about building standards and all that. Um, but Christine was like, you know what? At this point, I think it's better that we are invisible, invisible, invisible. And as a, as a proof or as a, Look, if you go to, I think it's page 177 of the report of the big tech hearing, the 451-page report that just came out from the Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and, and Google um, DOJ uh, investigation, we don't exist. They talk about online search. They give some, okay, they crawl the index, but they have no clue. DOJ investigated for one year google they don't even know what seo is so um you know what i mean <laughs> like like i was 100 for for 15 years all about we need because because there's so much bullshit there's so much fakers there's so many um we need to to standardize everything but christine was like dude think about it they don't know who we are did you really want Chris Boggs to go testify in front of Congress? <laughs> uh, so, so sh my point now is, yeah, guys, we need to standardize. We need to do all this. But for me, myself, and I, at this point in my career, it's perfect that we are undercover and nobody knows who we are. And within the marketing industry, and even within the digital marketing industry, we scare them. They're afraid of us. Um, and that was very interesting. What do you think of that? Uh, this other side of, uh, of the story or the, the other side of the coin, this yeah, argument that, you know what I mean? I think it's a 
a good point. It's the same risk that you take if you really blow the lid off on on some of the, um, I would say, suspicious spend that happens in in Google Ads, right? If for display advertising, in particular, um, you know, you can either keep your mouth shut about it and <laughs> and and do the best that you can within the tools to prevent the wastage. Uh, and and or you could be testifying in front of Congress. Frankly, mm -hmm. um, you know that's it's that it is that big of a, a of a swing because we all know, like you said, we all know the ins and outs. And yeah. uh, on, on the SEO side, I think that if you probably if you gave us a true shake and and you compare it to some of the other scamming tactics that are out there, right? SEO is not a bad thing, even if you do black hat SEO. Uh, granted, some of the contact emails for for getting links uh, are a little bit immoral, uh, but you know, there's really it's not that bad when you think about it. So, I, and I also understand and agree with Christine's concept uh, of of that. Uh, you know, don't make too much noise, or somebody's going <laughs> to notice us. Uh, but. The flip to that is that we are now, and this is another one of these 20 years in the business kind of thing where you can see when you look back, and especially at the biggest tables, right? Like when I was working 10 years ago in an agency in Cleveland, and we worked for a very large insurance company, you know, we would get to meet once a year maybe with a vice president. And, and, and that vice president still reported up to however many other people, right? But we were, in our mind, if we were charging six figures a year for, for SEO, you know, this was a pretty legitimate uh, enterprise and, and, you know, we are important. But as far as, you know, now that I look back, all that shit we did was summarized like in one short bullet uh, mm. that made it up to the, the CEO, Eve, it, probably not, probably made it to the CMO and then maybe made it to the CMO, right? When when we moved on to the first page, right? Sure. Uh, but then when they realized that that was a six-figure-a-day income for them to be on the first page for a term like auto insurance, then, you know, people started to realize up the chain. So what I'm saying is that now a lot of that's been going on up the chain across the board, right? And there's a lot more CEOs that are playing golf with Congress people. Uh, or, or having dinner with uh, a congresswoman or playing golf with her or whatever, right? That are, I think there's more of a risk of that happening anyway. So you could say that it would be a good proactive step for us to look like we had a fucking act together and, and had some standards or at least like a list of risk factors, right? So I could, that's what I would argue back is that it's coming. You can see it coming, right? The, there's more and more CEOs out there yeah. that know what yeah. SEO is than, they're, than, than, than they did even just two years ago. It's been 20 years. It's been 20 years, so it's inevitable. And, and now, SEO as a skill is an endless rabbit hole. If you look up on LinkedIn and try to dig into LinkedIn around the skill SEO you won't get to the bottom yeah it's endless you, you know that Sepo was involved uh, there's a company that does the job classifications for the so it's something that I have to talk about with Christine probably but um, there actually wasn't an attempt to classify all of our job roles and they reached out to us about 10 years ago and said 
Thanks for the input. We give them a bunch of stuff. We'll get back to you in about five or six years. And they literally <laughs> got back to us in about Whoa. five or six years. And they said, oh, we've got these jobs together now. And that was about three years ago. And then we had some stuff back and forth. But frankly, I just don't think it's made it into the system yet. And But there is. It's very close. Those job classifications have been developed with the help of SEMPO and, and some other uh, groups that, that they also leveraged. Um, I can't think of the name of the company, but I can look it up right now. But uh, the point is, is that that is on the way, but it just takes that long. And they were right. They said they'd be five or six years. And five or six years later, they That's came crazy. back to us. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, to to go. Okay, we um, we will most definitely do this video, this podcast about the the standards and um, go back more into details about Sampo. But let's go back into the the original crew and all those events. Uh, side note: we we totally forgot because with, you were talking about the Google Dance the event. Uh, just a side note for people who got mixed up there's the google dance the refresh of the pen drink <laughs> that, that was an algorithm okay <laughs> there, there was a pen drink refresh uh, but they used the so tell us more about the parties uh, the parties uh, because so you got uh, one year i got invited uh by matt and um to be part of the special group that went in before the google dance and um we actually talked about what would ultimately become the canonical tag. It was very cool. And at that point, I was in a lot of e-commerce. And, you know, one of my big pushes was make sure that it's a 301 also because, you know, we need all the, the, the juice and everything. But we literally sat around a room, a huge table with a bunch of us SEOs, Matt Cutts asking us questions about, you know, because they realized that they had these problems with duplicate URLs. And... Um, what came out of that meeting and, and around us sitting around the room was literally like two dozen Google engineers and stuff like that. It was very cool. The even cooler part about it, well, if you're a geek, is that after all this happened, we all played Werewolf, <laughs> which is a game where you have to sit down and, you know, it's very funny, very geeky. And then the Google Dance was after that. So I think that was like 2007, that one that I went. So there was these other little meetings that they, and that was the only one I ever got invited to. But typically, like a lot of the black hats would get invited to all of them and, and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, some of the UK guys uh, that were over there at that point. Uh, that spacing names right now, but uh, Jim Banks, people like that, right? Uh, that uh, that were kind of early in the industry, um, were also involved in these kinds of meetings. So it was very cool because there was sort of an extra layer to this. But the party itself was everyone comes, and then they have a band there. I mean, they usually probably spend ten, twenty, thirty dollars on a thousand dollars on the band because it was some mm -hmm. big band. Uh, they had beer flowing everywhere, different types of food everywhere. You could play volleyball. You could smoke over by the, the bathrooms. You could do whatever you wanted to do, basically. And you, guys, uh, and you guys were not only smoking cigarettes, from what I heard. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what other, what other uh, crazy SEO events in, in Germany? There's the October... <laughs> Oktoberfest uh, in uh, in Spain there is uh, something uh, in France we are on a boat uh, what 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 do you guys over the USA 
people, Darren and, and Brandy Babin, uh, they were pretty instrumental, especially in the mid 2000s into the early 2010s of organizing a lot of the parties that were around these events. Uh, and they called it the search bash and they both had some background or he did in the porn industry and stuff like that. And he'd had a lot of big party background and stuff like that. So, um, they did a very good job of creating what usually ended up being the biggest party of the event. Uh, and it was sort of sponsored by the conference, but you know, not really part of the conference and they ran out some bar and it was always just crazy fun. Right. Um, so that was probably the number one one. But a lot of other times, you know, this was an opportunity for the various uh, sponsors of the event to have a party, too. So they would get the happy hour that night. So pretty much every night of the conference, while this was and, and there was a lot of money in it, right, in the 2000s, in the 2010, 2012, 2015. But then, I, you know, that's when they started doing in 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 the early 2010s what I called the thought leadership purge, right? Where a lot of people in big industry, in in big pro, uh, uh, agencies that were basically conference speakers were moving, which means that mm. their agency said, "Okay, you're either going to become chargeable or you're out of here," right? And that happened kind of across the board, and that shifted things also a little bit, I think, in the party side of things where. All these companies ranging from Super Pages or Yahoo or SEM Rush, they're still spending, right? Uh, but a lot of them stopped spending on these events uh, in into the early 2010s, it seemed, uh, because people started to, it had been six years, some of them were doing well, the industry was definitely growing, but I think people started to be like, whoa, wait a minute, we're getting a little too heavy on the parties here, <laughs> too much money for... We're basically marketing to other like agencies and other, you know, it, 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 I think that's where, frankly, there's a big opportunity still. It's like we've grown now, we've done 20 years and we've had a lot of our own conferences and, and that's great for people that want to learn our own stuff. But if you really want to go try business and be different, you got to go to another conference now. It, it's, it's time, right, to get out from just search conferences and and really if, if you want to be effective in spreading the gospel uh you got to get out to different conferences i think now oh for sure uh, even from a business standpoint if you're an seo and you want to well if you go to an seo event it's good to connect and meet very a lot of very valuable people valuable people but from a business standpoint uh when i got business was most definitely those more like web events more broad not just mark, digital marketing or seo but definitely more about uh, web events in general and then i would come out of there with uh, sign contracts on a napkin kind of thing uh, and spreading like you say spreading the gospel outside of our little uh cave. marketing to marketers marketing to marketers it's very, very interesting how to go back to the beginning of the discussion when you said, I got educated about marketing and so on. I will even now add a layer to how you, when I started to do consulting, I got educated about consulting and the job of being a consultant. Uh, and there wasn't much because, uh, yeah, you had those like, you know, high class consultants, but that's not interesting. It was more about how do you, do you um, give value and how to make people uh, activate? Because especially as a consultant, 
you 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 don't put your hands dirty into the code and you do they have to do so you have to find ways to push people to activate so it's kind of complicated but going back to this uh, knowledge back then we started from a blank page when did you see this information overload come in and especially let me get into i know the story so i, I, I we won't give names but one person in particular who is kind of the the meme in the industry of this bullshit seo type of uh talks and courses and youtube videos and stuff um but you did created some um i was gonna say some evil people some monsters who kind of hang out with you guys and you're hey he's a cool kid yeah they, you brought them in and then yeah, i mean in a nutshell that guy literally was <laughs> hanging out at the bar with us at ses when he was 17 or something like that oh this kid's cool uh you know and like we saw him a couple of years in a row and the next thing i know he's like everyone hates him it's funny. <laughs> yeah 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 that's definitely what uh what i was talking about because I've, I've, I'm guilty also of putting people up, you know, pushing them and giving them uh, some credentials. And then, in fact, well, they're full of it. And, and Neil Patel is a, is a specific example uh, where because of family money, because you come in with uh, tons of resources, you can achieve a lot in a very short time by not being original and stuff. But that most definitely um, is the, the top meme in the industry about, about this behavior. Uh, but the, the concept of being smart enough, the idea of being smart enough at that young age, at 17 years old, saying, hey, I'm going to get validation from those OGs, from the real guys. And then having the vision to, hey, I got money. I'm going to invest in a couple of gold, cool startups. And send, then, choo, overnight, I become one of those makers. I, be, I, I jump on say, top of the top top 1% of okay. that pyramid overnight. It's brilliant. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you, you do have to give credentials to to the plan, to the to the genius uh, weight of of playing everything in your favor um, from that early on. That's also a shift that I see from this younger generation because um, they have they have teeth like that long. Okay, <laughs> they come in at seventeen or at twenty with a business a work ethic a, a, a business mindset and it's nuts we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> literally like we were just playing having fun even if you guys because i know the european culture and you do too and you can compare with um, especially in the us where it's more about you do the work Point number one, I do this. Point number two, I do this. This, this, this the checklist. Okay, the to do, and you have to do your work, and you repeat, and you. 
this is how it's done. And that's why I learned by, by uh, living over there and studying over there. Well, in France, and the more south you go, the more it's more freestyle. And yeah, 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 it all work. <laughs> it will work. We'll figure it out. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, earlier you said, and, and I had to bring up my Belgianness, you know, because my mother's Belgian. I was born in Belgium, so that's why I speak French pretty well. And I also lived in Bordeaux pendant mon enfance. But um, it's funny, as a Belgian, I can earlier on you were saying something about how in France, blah, blah, this. And, and I said, it's, yes, because your, your, your national symbol is the rooster, right? And that's a very proud bird that stands for it and takes charge, right? So that's, that's, yeah, but the rooster is the only animal who can still sing while having its feet in the shit. Okay? It's not mine. It's from Coluche, a famous comic. But That's a good one. Truth is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are in the shit, but you can still sing. That's the rooster. <laughs> um, well, there's so much we... Because... You, you spoke, we didn't give any dates and in my mind I could sequence the whole thing uh, but at the end of the day what happened is and what's very interesting in this conversation and if you had one thing to take from what Chris brought us is a couple of people can change things okay it's not like first of all People think you were lucky because you came in out of nowhere at the right time, at the right place, with the right people, uh, and there was nobody before. But still, it's still possible today. It's still possible to start, even within SEO, there's so much new stuff, there's so much room to grow. Yeah without stepping on other people's shit. That's the problem with Neil Patel and others is you, you don't have to build your thing by stepping on, on other people's, right? You can build your own thing. That's what I'm doing here, okay? I don't, I mean, yeah, sure. I fight against Google propaganda and stuff, but I, I don't, you know, I don't, who am I? Like, is Google really, <laughs> are there any really, uh, big consequences for Google about uh, my little uh, podcast? No. So I'm not doing any damage over there. Uh, and and um, even think about it, like 20 years looking back at today, the little breadcrumbs, the little thing, the little, it was just fun, having beers, having ideas or sample, or even if it failed, uh, it's never too late and, and maybe it was too early okay it was not the right time maybe it's the right time now to start something like it uh, maybe um, but it's tremendous it's it's genius looking back at everything that was built around a few guys hanging out and to go back to this invisible uh, SEO industry the money huge the budgets the billions or the millions yeah billions not millions billions Bruce Clay started charging six figures for SEO before everyone thought it was even possible and he kept doing it you know 
Yeah, I was subcontracting for an agency who got the first six-figure budget ever in France. Uh, and that was 2003 or four, 2004, a travel, uh, travel website. Uh, can, you, can you imagine that back then you were just one guy with a computer and an internet connection, not knowing anything, there was nothing, it didn't exist. And now it's, it's just a billion dollar industry, um, which with, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of individuals, uh, pretty crazy, right? When you look back, it was just a small crew and now it's humongous with big, big uh, publicly traded agencies and stuff. Uh, it makes my head dizzy a little bit. This, I mean, they've, they've, they've swallowed up a lot of them. Um, mm -hmm. But now, to end up, because it's been, uh, well, there was a cut, so I don't even know how long was the first part. But um, we have to end it somewhere. But next time, we will do a series with you. Uh, and next time, why not the discussion about tempo and standards? Uh, that would be a, a good talk. But make us dream to end up this conversation about the crazy days of, uh, of SEOs. If you had to sum up, if there's one thing that comes up to your mind, yeah, the very cool meetings with Google. And I heard that Bing is starting to do that now. <laughs> Google is not doing it anymore. Google is not asking Chris yeah. Boggs to come to Mountain View with uh, two dozen engineers. That doesn't happen anymore. But I heard Big is uh, starting to talk to SEOs. That's an interesting move. What do you think about that one? Well, uh, you know, it's funny because I, um, unfortunately, I have a call in a few minutes with a client. But Fabrice Canel from Bing is actually about to speak uh, um, as the keynote uh, for PubCon this morning. And I've, in, I've enjoyed the content that he's presented before. Um, I, you know, I think Bing is, is a good opportunity. It's one of those things, like you said, that, you know, you want to do it, but you don't have time. Like, I, there's so many times that, I, you know, I, I want to get into the Bing Webmaster Tools and, and start to experience the differences from it. But right now, my time of day is just crazy, right? So it's like one of those things, like my own sites that I'm going to be building tomorrow. Uh, demain, ça arrive demain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get into it. And I think that Bing... Uh, is finally may i mean we've laughed at them so long right microsoft search ah, live <laughs> you know and then and then uh it, you know it was pretty bad for a while um but i think that they've really turned the corner in the last five years or so uh compared to what they were and i still am a little bit dubious about their uh, footprint uh, and their ability to you know, how much different can you do for Bing than you can if you're working for Google uh, optimization and, and it does it worth it? You know, I think, yes, obviously, there's you can find some sites out there. And yes, maybe there's a little bit of correlation with B2B, a little bit more popular. Who knows, right? Or education uh, that it might be more important in Bing. But I personally, it, with, we all don't have a lot of time, right? So I'm sorry to say, Bing, but you're still sort of a, a bit of a bat background thing for me because i do feel that what i've cultivated over time in the basics of seo uh is good 
stuff that's going to translate over to Bing anyway. Uh, but yeah, I do want to, yeah. I want to spend some more time with Bing. Sure. Yeah, no, it was more about uh, the, the search engine to SEO relationship uh, level. Uh, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the, uh, the, 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 speaking right now, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're right about the fact that SEOs need to focus. Uh, you, I always say a, a platform has about a year and a half to two years of life before we come in. So I was mentioning uh, TikTok. I don't remember if it was off or on, <laughs> but TikTok ads exist. I'm putting a little bit of money in it, <laughs> testing it out. It's been to over a little bit over two years. So yeah, why not? I don't know. Who yeah. yeah. <laughs> underscored ads is my TikTok. It's uh, my, cause my daughter uh, does it. So I have to occasionally appear and dances with her. And uh, mindset, 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 80%. 90% of what makes someone like Chris Boggs, who is, is the mindset, is, is what's uh, the, the, it's not something about how many books or whatever, even if you say education is important. So we will explore the mindset of Chris Boggs. I will just deconstruct his brain for you guys. That's my mission in life. We will extract every matrix style, okay? <laughs> swallow, swallow it out and put it out there. Thank you, Chris, very much. Merci beaucoup, Laurent. Et until next time, everybody, thank you for watching and stay safe. I'll talk to you soon, mon ami.